0: This is a Salt Media Original Podcast.
1: Hello, welcome to the Ireland Podcast. This is Fender Jackson. This week marks a very special week. It's the 1500th anniversary of the death of St. Bridget. The death. Not even the birth, not the canonization, not her baptism, her death. In Ireland, we love a good death. And we love a good saint. And we love to mix them both together and celebrate the 1500th anniversary of the death of one of our patron saints. Ireland has three patron saints. Patrick, Bridget, and that other guy, Conn Kill. Actually, I think technically it's Columba. But anyway, we'll cover that later in the year, I'm sure. As you can imagine, there's loads of things happening all over Ireland and beyond to celebrate this momentous occasion, which is on the 1st of February. So what I have done is I have interviewed people from Ulster, Munster, Leinster and Connacht about what's happening, what are they doing, why are they doing it, what's your favourite thing about St. Bridget, etc. Of course this is not an exhaustive list, but it's more to give you a flavour as to what's happening in Ireland this week. I also have an interview lined up with a historian who's going to separate the facts and the myth from St. Bridget. So that's quite exciting. I'm also going to be looking at some Bridgets around this planet in the form of a conversation with Deirdre Brennan. She is the lady who did that photograph project, Photographing Bridgets, and that's going to be projected in Dublin. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a busy week for me. So, band, please, will you just stop playing there, there? Okay, let's start by going down to County Kerry in the province of Munster.
0: Hi, uh, my name is Marisa Reedy, and I am the PR Marketing Officer with Recovery Haven Cancer Support House in Trulie. So, we are plans for St. Bridget's Day, we are uh, hosting a designer fashion show with um, renowned designer Don O'Neill and Colin Horgan. At the INEC Arena on the first of February, Saint British uh, Day.
1: Ah, great stuff! And I assume the proceeds will go to Recovery Haven and Kerry. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, that's it exactly. Um, so, what we do, we we're as I say, a cancer support charity. So, we just provide, I suppose, all our services are free. So, it's just kind of non-medical supports to cancer patients and their families. So, everything just from drop-in and phone support to complementary therapies to counselling to courses and classes and yeah so it's just I suppose just the non-medical side of of, of cancer support.
1: That's great and may I ask how did you get uh, Don and Colin signed up?
0: Okay well I suppose I've known Don personally um, for a few years but Don this year um, became our patron so he has done stuff for us in the past We've had gala balls and stuff in the past. So this year, I suppose we wanted to, seeing as he had come home from New York and is now based in Kerry, he um, graciously took the offer to be our patron. Um, So that, I suppose, is how we sat down with him day one. And Colin and Don would be great friends. Um, So it was just a case of the two of them putting their heads together and saying, yes, let's do it. So we're delighted to have them both on board because we appreciate how busy they both are.
1: How do people buy tickets?
0: Right, so they're here at Recovery Haven. They are, I suppose the easiest way is Eventbrite. Um, they're on Eventbrite at the moment. They're at the INEC box office as well. So that's probably the easiest way. Yeah, if you're if you're in Tralee, obviously pop in here to us. If you're in Killarney, the event or the box office and online at Eventbrite.
1: And if it's sold out, people can still donate to Recovery Haven. Is that correct?
0: They can, of course. Yeah, there's a, as I said, there's a uh donate button on our website, such as recoveryhavencarry dot com, and you will find the donate button on the landing page. So if yeah, if people can't come, uh that would be great. Yeah, absolutely.
1: About the show itself, what can you tell us what's gonna what's it gonna consist of?
0: Okay. So we have Don and Colin, obviously Don is showing his archive collection. Um Colin is showing some of his newer stuff. Um so I suppose Colin will be the finale, which we're really excited about because we've got little glimpses from him already. So as well as that, then we have Mary Kennedy, of, formerly of RTE, is our MC, um, who again would be a good personal friend of Don's. So she is our MC for the evening, so she'd also be doing a kind of a sit-down Q&A with Don and Colin, just getting a little bit of background there, like, you know, their career stories and that. And then, of course, we have other we've other designers coming as well, and other local shops as well. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a it, it's a mix of everything we have, like Katrina Hanley, Marion Murphy Cooney, Tina Griffin, some local and I suppose, visiting designers as well. So it's it, I suppose it's just a, as I say, I suppose a showcase of all these amazing Irish designers and local shops as well. And then you have that bit of a interaction with Don and Colin telling their story to Mary. So yeah, it's, it adds, it's a bit of everything and it should be a really, really fun night.
1: Are you having any competitions on the night?
0: Uh, we oh yeah we have a, definitely have a best dressed lady competition as well so we're delighted to have Helen Murphy our daily diva diary um of Instagram she's our judge so yeah so we've got best dressed lady and I actually we also have the O'Neill sisters stunning O'Neill sisters are are opening the show they're um they're gorgeous singers they're so they're uh, we're looking forward to seeing them as well so yeah
1: why did you choose to do this in connection with St Bridget's day
0: yeah i suppose the day um, the Thursday, the first February, I suppose it was something that was important to Don in particular and Mary. They, you know, and then when they gave, I suppose, the idea to us, we were absolutely on board. I suppose Don would be quite passionate about St. Bridget and everything she stands for. So he, I suppose, wanted himself and Colin, I suppose, would throughout their careers, would have been dressing women and kind of taking pride in the empowering of women through their designs. And I suppose that's what he wanted to bring through, what they both wanted to bring through. And, you know, he said then it's, you know, it's it's the 1500th anniversary of St. Bridget that particular day. So he, I suppose, really wanted to go with that sense of empowerment and that sense of community and, you know, making it a really special night for for the women there.
1: Brilliant. And can I ask, what is your favourite thing about St. Bridget?
0: Um, I think I have to agree with Don. I think it's just the you know the she's kind of a role model for, for the ages like she's you know she's inspired us all and empowered women and you know I suppose she a model really for equality and treating men and women as equals and I suppose that's that's kind of she's sort of I suppose inspired generations to emulate her and to follow in those footsteps I would hope and I suppose that's what we want to celebrate on the first on her anniversary
1: Excellent Marisa, can you just give us a rundown again as to what, uh, where people can get further information? Thank you.
0: So, um, as I say, we're the, the first of it's Thursday, the first of February, uh, seven p.m. Doors are opening with the show starting at eight. Um, there is a prosecco wine reception, and then the show starts at eight. And tickets are available, as I say, from ourselves here in Trulli at Recovery Haven, at the box office in the INEC in Killarney, or on Eventbrite.
1: Excellent. And for further information, people can go to recoveryhavenkerry.com. Absolutely. I wish you all the best I may you break a leg on Thursday evening.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks a million.
1: Cheers now, Marissa. All the best now. Bye-bye. And from the ring of Kerry, let's go to the mountains of moon.
2: Hello, Fender. I am Sinead McAleavy and for Imbolc or Bridget's Day, I am putting on my own first solo storytelling show, which is a bit of a mouthful there, called Bridget. And it's a storytelling show about the life of Bridget, the goddess. And I'm trying to pick the goddess out from the folk tales of the, of the saint. And uh, in doing that, I find a like, modern day role model.
1: Okay, sounds very intriguing. Uh, How much of it is dramatization and much of it's fact? Uh, What's what's a theatrical version of a documentary?
2: Well, um, you know, it's storytelling. So, you know, storytelling fact isn't always the most important uh, consideration. But I wouldn't say it's fiction. It's it's all based on um, Irish mythology and you know the folk stories of of the saint. So it's, it's not fiction, but, you know, any mythology, I mean, how much fact is it? It's factual in the sense that it has an impact. It has an impact on the national character. So, you know, it's, it's very important to us. It's very rooted, very grounded in who we are. But I'm not sure that you could say it's either factual or fictional.
1: Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story.
2: Usually that's how I look at it, yes, but there is truth Mm -hmm. in this story. It's it's very important.
1: Good. The story of Bridget. And you say it's a one-woman show. Is there anybody else helping you, or is it all on your own back?
2: I I guess um, I carry the most of it uh, as being the only storyteller, but um, my friend Trez Ban, who's a classical and traditional flautist, will accompany me.
1: Brilliant. Mm. And it's um, one woman show. So it sounds like it's a, a lot of work for you. How much work did you put into putting this together?
2: Well, Yeah, it's a lot of work. Um, the lore of Bridget is just enormously complicated. And it's there's huge bodies of work published about Bridget. She's an extremely important goddess in Ireland and the reason that she has, that this this sort of Bridget lore has all survived is because it was all subsumed into the lore of the saint and preserved, really, by the fact that it was all associated with Saint Bridget. So we've got a very good picture of, of who Bridget the goddess was, which may, may never have survived the coming of Christianity if it hadn't been legitimised by being attached onto the saint. So um, there's an awful lot of work in it, you know, and there's there are so many voices uh, in Ireland who take such a different viewpoint of Bridget. So you really, you know, had to get really deep into this to, first of all, figure out what angle I was coming from and, second of all, try to be as accurate and as
1: true to Bridget as it could be. And how many months or longer have you been working on this?
2: Well, I'm putting it on this Thursday. Now, this is Sunday, this night. Is Sunday evening. paint's not just quite dry on this yet, founder. so uh, I'm sitting here putting the final finishing touches to it tonight. Um, but yeah, I've been working on it since about um, end of October, but yeah, I decided to wow. start it at the end of October. And what I did was I went out and I booked three or four shows.
1: The same venue? And the,
2: no, not the same venue. But I booked them before I ever started writing it. Wow! And then, I, then I started writing it. <laughs> so I'm just finishing it up now, and I have uh, tickets sold for the first two shows, and the other two will look after themselves. Wow! Um, so fairly happy. It's going well so far.
1: <laughs> I have, I have a great amount of. Respect for anybody who does that is jumping off a cliff, you know, and trusting that yeah. um, the winds will look after you.
2: Yeah, and that's one of the things about Bridget. When the when the uh, when the Celtic gods landed it in Ireland, the first thing they did was they burned their boats, so that there was no going back. So I decided if I'm going to write something about Bridget, I'm just going to burn my boats and go from there. So I booked it. And here we are,
1: ready to put it on. Tell us, where are the venues?
2: I'm putting it on in Down Arts Centre on Thursday, the 1st of February, and then in the Downshire Arms Hotel in Hilltown on Friday, the 2nd. On the 10th of February, it'll be on in Monidara Community Hub. And on the 28th of February, it will be on in Guildford Community Centre.
1: Wow. So you're going around and you're yeah. spreading it over the month.
2: No, yeah, it's spread over the month, yeah. And I'll, I'll probably, hopefully maybe get a few more dates out of it.
1: Oh, great. As well. And how about where can people buy tickets? Can they buy them on the door or can they buy them online?
2: Um, well, the first show sold out now. The second show
1: in Health, The Down Arts Centre one.
2: Down Arts Centre, yes, it's sold out. And Hilton, there are some tickets left yeah, you could probably get a few tickets at the door or look up Bridget on Eventbrite.
1: Okay, so I'll provide a link yes. for that um, if you send me through the, the link for that. Okay. So Sinead, fair play to you for all of this. And can you please tell me how long have you been doing this type of work?
2: Well, I guess I at the start of lockdown, I guess I started looking into Good old
1: lockdown, um, bring the love. <laughs>
2: good old lockdown. The reset button for everybody. Yeah. But I started looking to um, going into maybe doing a bit of tour again or developing some like tourist experiences during lockdown, which would seem a very bad time to start into tourism because there were absolutely no tourists. So I started to um I developed a whole um, Kelly experience and it, there was a lot of storytelling and Kelly.
1: Sorry, I'm just jumping in here because Kelly, uh-huh. where I come from it, it actually means where you call around to somebody's house and you have a, a bit of crack, a bit of talk about what's happening Is that what you mean? Yes
2: In a sort of way yeah, I don't mean Kelly dancing, I mean yeah, yes yeah, when people yeah. call down to the house and then I just bring, bring a group of tourists in and like just open up the circle and include them in a Kelly with music and storytelling and also explaining the whole history and culture of it and how it came about and and then and also do some storytelling, talk about the area, give them give them the whole, give them a drop of patching and the whole works. And uh, this was the start of storytelling for me. And since that then I went on and developed a storytelling walking tour and a children's storytelling event for Christmas. I did a sort of an online storytelling course. And the next thing, I just took off at storytelling. It just seemed to me that this was just naturally where I should be and what I should be doing. I started getting bookings doing storytelling. And uh, I had been doing a wee bit of acting and writing and uh, just meeting people and talking to people. And it just grew and grew. I put on a wee bit of a a dramatised play that I wrote there up at Letterkenny Literary Festival. Last year, and then there's some talk of bringing that back down to Donegal to do a tour, and then I wrote this storytelling show, and I'm just really excited about it. It's just it's lovely. It just I just seem to have found my niche. That's great. And, uh, and
1: whenever, yeah. whenever you're talking, yeah. there I was thinking of Seamus Heaney's home place. Have you tr- have you approached oh. them?
2: Oh well, I've been there. Yes, fabulous, fabulous place. Um,
1: have you been to no, the performance maybe. area in there?
2: I have, yes. I was down at a, 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 I know, 10 by 9 nights down there recently. Yeah. A few that, times, actually.
1: I think they might be interested yeah. in um, in what you're doing.
2: Aye. Well, I'll give them a shout. And Glasgow
1: Burry and, 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 and Duberstown, of course.
2: Right, yes. I've heard of them. I will definitely look into those.
1: Yeah. There's no shortage of people looking for people like you.
2: Well, there's storytelling, just seems to be, it's just one of these old crafts that you never heard of. And it just seems to have become a thing again. I mean, they're looking, they're always looking for storytellers at events and wee festivals and things. And it just seems to be coming around into the consciousness now of people, you know, and it just, it's a thing.
1: Sure, you, so you'll know yourself, whenever we were kids, you know, Shan knows dancing it wasn't happening at all. You know, there's a boy on TV yeah. with a pair of Wellingtons, and uh, that's uh, and dancing on the half door and all the rest. And now it's you know ubiquitous for one of a smaller yeah. word.
3: <laughs>
1: yes. Tell yes, me. That is for want- <laughs> Where can one find out more about you?
2: Um, I guess uh, my Facebook or Instagram. So it's just tumbling patty. Mm-hmm. Uh, or my, my website is tumblingpaddy.com
1: Brilliant, I shall include a link to that in the bio, so it's tumblingpaddy.com it's singular Paddy, it's not patties because that's a band, isn't it?
2: Yes, that is correct
1: Yeah. But Please don't
2: ring me to book, to book a night for your mother's 80th or anything like that That's not <sighs> me That's the band
1: Oh, uh-huh. yeah So I'm looking at the Facebook page. The thing about Facebook, it's easier to post an image on Facebook or Instagram than it is to update a site. So that's probably the better place for your people to go, yeah?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we have a lot of events on um, and yeah, Yeah. Facebook and Instagram, probably more faster moving and keep it up to date with that all better.
1: Well, here, Sinead, I don't want the paintbrushes to get too sticky while you're still trying to put on those last layers of... Uh, <laughs> emulsion or whatever it is that you're doing. Varnish. Varnish yes. yeah. So I'm going to let you go. And um, yeah, um, we'll keep in touch for future events. It sounds like a very intriguing service that you're providing up in the Mourns area. So um, fair play to you. Oh, thank
2: you.
1: Yeah, and break a leg, absolutely. Oh,
2: thank you. I sure will. I'll break too <laughs> Thanks a lot. Talk so, to you later.
1: Okay, cheers so, now, Slan. Bye. Bye bye. I'm one about in Connacht, in the city of Sligo, in the west of Ireland.
3: Hi, fender. I'm Martina Hamilton. I'm a jewelry designer based in the west of Ireland in Sligo, and I was invited by um, the um, Department of Foreign Affairs, the Irish Ambassador, and Derwin, to bring an exhibition to Beijing, China. So I'm flying out this Sunday.
4: Oh wow! Uh,
3: it's yes, very exciting. Um, I might ask you to, um, to say the name of the gallery because I'll, I'll surely get my Chinese um, and Irish accent. I'll, I'll make a right hands of pronouncing it. But it's a beautiful um, new gallery um, that is hosting the exhibition. Um, the exhibition was put together uh, almost two years ago now, um, as we were invited to go a little earlier. And the exhibition is a creation of 100 women artists, who um, have been responding to a poem that was written by Elaine Nicoulanon and that was especially commissioned also. Um, Elaine is also travelling out so there will be a women's literary event and there is also the opening event which is all happening next week. Hopefully um, we'll be able to share it on social media when it opens on the 1st of February. Her 1,500th anniversary!
1: Yes, it's incredible, isn't it? I've looked on your website. The name of the gallery I can see is Nanchu
3: Oh, could you repeat that?
1: Nan, as in your nanny. Chu, as in chu 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 chu. Like a chu chu train. Z. Okay. Z as in Z. The French, the way the way the French say the. Zou.
3: Okay, right. Nanchu i I'll do my very best not to make a mess of that when I'm. I'm actually in the gallery. We'll see how I get on. That's
1: pretty good. Um, so you say you've got events happening in Sligo as well?
3: Yeah, equally exciting in Sligo because we're very fortunate to have an exhibition being opened. Um, uh, 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 Yoko Aquino is the artist's name and Yoko um, Aquino is designing the stamp which would be made in honour of St. Bridget this year. So on post have commissioned her to do the postal stamp. So That's also happening, but she has created um, an exhibition of fine art prints. Um, Some of the exhibition is themed around um, St. Bridget and some of it is other work which also relates to nature. And so it's it's encompassing two of the galleries. And then we also have uh, five Irish women artists who are going to be working in Willow the day before. St. Bridget's Day in the gallery and they're going to create a piece each which will be on display then for the month. So that's a lot happening.
1: That's a lot happening, that's brilliant. Yeah. And so Yoko Akino is obviously Japanese and the event happening Jeez. in China is Chinese obviously. Is there a connection, yes. do we know, between, I know I know this is a very out there question, is there a connection between uh, St. Bridget and Japan and China?
4: Um, or is, or is it just to spread
1: have the
3: love? A specific. Well, they are spreading the love, but I suppose I have found kind of doing a little bit of reading and research there that St. Bridget was very influential to a lot of women and men to do with the Irish literary revival. Um, uh, Lady Gregory and Eva Go Booth, and um, and ultimately, of course, Yeats was influenced by them, and then Yeats would be probably the best known Irish man in both. Japan and in China, yeah. so I know that's a kind of a tenuous thing. But but I've been reading a little bit about um, you know parallels in history between Ireland and you know cultural changes that happened at that time um, of the Irish literary revival. So. Mm. I'm no historian, but you know for those who, who are particularly interested in the academic stories, there are there are references and influences. And mm-hmm. um, St. Bridget was hugely admired um and her name was associated with with lots of um cultural events um from back then, you know.
1: So I often tell this to anybody who's going to China from Ireland that um the uh, the Irish were the first Westerners to play on the Great Wall of China. They were the Chieftains, and the Chieftains have a brilliant CD called uh, The Chieftains in China. And you'll hear the marriage between Irish and Chinese music because they both use a pentatonic scale, which is the five notes. Do, 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 do. And um, wow. they, they can be mapped on Irish music and Chinese music very easily, so... Um, you'll see the...
3: That's very cool and um, lovely to know that, Sandra. I had to, to get a little bit more knowledgeable on the music side of it but um, that sounds lovely.
1: Don't worry. If, if, see, if you can yeah. get through a meal, you'll be doing alright.
3: <laughs> oh, I will. I will. I, will.
1: I, love, I love my Chinese food. <laughs> just be, I, I saw this video. It was hilarious. It was um, these foreigners who just landed in China and what they do in China is they put all the food in the middle of a table and then you're supposed to eat from right. each of the dishes in the table. Whereas I saw the video and there's these foreigners and uh, one was eating the duck, one was eating the peas, one was eating the potatoes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so it's kind of like a lazy Susan in the centre. Exactly. And it's been, yeah, yeah, no, I, I I've had the fortunate experience of eating there uh, many years ago um, and uh, it's a lovely way to dine once yeah. you
1: know what you're at. How many times yeah. do we get a dish and then we think, oh, I wish I got yours. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, no, we shared. it.
1: Anyway, I got to <laughs> travel care. around Ireland, so I'll uh, I'll love you and leave you, and I'll send you an email with um what what do you ask me for,
3: Fender? It'd be good to have your email just so that we can connect if something comes to mind that's happening in the area. I can share your information, and it might be like something that, to add to your podcast
1: for Bridget's Day. Brilliant, that'd be class. Okay, goodbye, oh, Martina. Enjoy
3: la fe la brida. <laughs> Yeah,
1: and they, they say in Chinese, "Chu Ru Pinan," that means may go there and come back safely. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so much. So Take
3: fun,
1: care. Man. All the best. Okay. Slanka Fole Centre. Bye. Bye. And what about Galway, which is twinned with Seattle, Chicago, and other cool cities?
4: My name is Rory Lehman. I'm the tourism officer here in Galway City Council. Yeah, well, we have Galway's newest festival, Tunta. So Tunta stands for Waves, or uh, is Waves translated. And it's a new Irish language and bilingual uh, festival that will run in the city from the 1st to the 4th of February. So there's loads of different kind of uh, events. There's a free Kaylee Moore uh, taking place in our square with a fire show. There's workshops, cartoon exhibitions, music. We have the likes of Altan. We have Limon O'Meillig playing. We have B.O. or Egan are recording their podcast live in the Typhiark. Uh, so there's a huge amount of kind of uh, events and activities taking place over the four days. So it's from the 1st to the 4th of February. Go
1: raibh as we cross over to the east coast, Lanster, what's happening in Dublin?
4: Uh, Hi, Fender. Yeah, my name is Jacob. Uh, I work for EPIC, the Irish Immigration Museum. And uh, yeah, I I work in programming, among many other things. Um, We've got two events scheduled. Our historian in residence is going to be delivering a talk here at EPIC in Dublin. That's in the Dublin Docklands, for those of you who aren't familiar. And uh, that's titled, Mocking Bridget, and that's in scare quotes, Irish Immigrant Stereotypes After the Famine. Uh, so she's been researching about the stereotypical Bridget character in 19th century, specifically North America, but uh, but all around the world, and uh, delivering a talk about that and how it's related to, uh, to St. Bridget as well. And then on the day, on St. Bridges Day, we are delivering um, sort of a uh, pop-up, family-oriented thing inside of Epic in in the museum itself. Uh, That'll be covered with the general admission fee, which if you want to know what that costs, you can look at our website uh, That's epicchq.com. And uh, yeah, we're going to be doing all sorts of things, talking about the the history of St. Bridges, how the arrival of spring? heralded new beginnings for, for ancient Celtic people and uh, learning about historic traditions. Um, also some fun, uh, irreverent things like word searches, trivia, quizzes, other activities, and, and of course making our own Bridget's Cross.
1: What is your favourite thing about St. Bridget?
4: Well, yeah, full disclosure, as I, as I said, I'm, I'm an American immigrant uh, to Ireland, so I don't know that it's the best insider's perspective. But
1: some would say you're coming back home.
4: Okay. Well, yeah, may, maybe so. Maybe so. I'm I'm sure a lot of people would feel that way, and uh, every day I feel more at home here. So, um, yeah, I, I'd say one thing I love about Bridget as a character is that she herself as a character is much, much more ancient than the Christian tradition of St. Bridget. And, um, yeah, I'd, I'd encourage anyone who's interested to to do their own research into... Um, how she can be linked in with female empowerment historically, and uh, and also a, a really ancient tradition of, of goddesses in ancient Ireland. I, I find it fascinating.
1: Jacob, may I ask where you grew up?
4: I grew up in northern Michigan in, in the United States, um, but I've lived all over
1: the place. Did you make Bridges Crosses back in the day over there?
4: You know, I I don't know if if families of the the descendants of the Irish diaspora did. Uh, My family didn't, but we trace our ancestry back to Sweden, so uh, that would explain why.
1: (laughs) Too cold for rushes, I guess.
4: Yeah, yeah, I guess so.
1: (laughs) Okay, Jacob, well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. No problem. You have a nice day. And you. Bye. And finally, we go to the place where she founded her monastery,
5: Kildare. Hi, my name is Paula O'Brien and I'm leading the Bridget 1500 programme with Kildare County Council.
1: And what do you do in Kildare County Council? What's your job title there?
5: Well, I actually lead the community department in Kildare County Council. So the Bridget 1500 programme, we see this as a really community-based festival that's celebrating St. Bridget, the woman, the life, the legacy. We see this as a fantastic opportunity to bring our communities together and to really to educate and to make that link with the past, make the link to our communities today.
1: Brilliant. Tell me the connection between St. Bridget and Kildare, please.
5: St. Bridget founded her first monastery in Kildare and um, she set up her monastery and worked with um, all of the people of Kildare and really was a trailblazer of the time in Kildare and in Ireland.
1: Brilliant. And what's the 1500? What is that number all about?
5: Twenty twenty four celebrates the fifteen hundredth anniversary of Saint Bridget's death. Of her death, and of her not even her yes. birth or canonization. No, no. <laughs> it's her death. It is. We're, right. we're celebrating and uh, and celebrating and commemorating the passing of this absolute icon that is Saint Bridget.
1: We love a good death in Ireland. That's so brilliant.
5: Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We like to celebrate it as well here in Kildare. So
1: how long have you been planning this series of events?
5: We have been planning it over the past two years. We have a team in Kildare County Council that actually head up this festival. However, I can't ignore the work or the absolute dedication of the Brigidine Order, who actually have dedicated their lives to St. Bridget and have set up Solus Frida, which is a beautiful centre in Kildare as well. And they obviously have been planning this a lot longer than we have um, in Kildare. County Council. However, we um, we really do. We see this as a fantastic opportunity to celebrate and commemorate the passing of St. Bridget and that is why we are embarking on this festival. We see it in, in, continuing on. We hope that the legacy part will be that it will continue on into the future. It won't just be 2024. It'll be 2024 and beyond.
1: Brilliant. So can you tell me How does this series of events connect to the community? You've you've alluded to that earlier. So can you just go into a bit more detail about that?
5: Yeah, well actually firstly in Kildare County Council we actually have a community grant scheme which we launched last year specifically for Bridget 500 so it's an artist and community scheme that really encourages our um, community groups and our, our local artists in Kildare to really celebrate St. Bridget that's where we st- kind of started off you know our programme was really to reach out to the community we have a number of free events that we think um, with, with, all with a specific team associated with St. Bridget because St. Bridget stood for so many different things. We have Mother Earth in Leakslip in Kildare. It's a food symposium celebrating women in food and um, the idea of Mother Earth and it's a food happening and leading chefs from around Ireland, leading female chefs from around Ireland and leading female food writers will be taking part. We also have a Mother Earth concert which will feature female artists such as Una Healy and No, and that is also in League Slip. We also have other concerts around the county. All with that team, We Shall Overcome, songs about peace and justice and freedom, which is really what Bridget stood for, like social justice, inclusiveness. We also have Nothing Compares. It's a celebration of female creativity and also then our other concert is She Moved Through the Fair, which is a special evening of traditional contemporary songs about Irish women and that is in St. Bridget's Cathedral all of our concerts are celebrating the arts celebrating culture and we are running these concerts alongside Hot Press but it really is celebrating all those wonderful artists that St. Bridget brings and it's making these events more accessible to the community like they're right on our doorstep in Kildare now and all these fabulous artists are coming to Kildare to really celebrate and to enjoy St. Bridget and to enjoy our communities and we really want our community to come together at these events and they're all very inclusive. We also have a number of other events. We have her story light shows and we've also got a lot of family entertainment. So we'll be illuminating lovely buildings around Kildare with beautiful imagery of St. Bridget and again, all the values that she stood for. And we will have them for two nights on St. Bridget's night itself and also the night before we have a beautiful event called Carrying Her Flame so Carrying Her Flame is where we will wor- we are working with Lux Landscape Theatre it's a beautiful procession of fire and it's carrying St Bridget's Flame and it's you know bringing that to today's community and it's about peace and it's about carrying that flame that hope that St Bridget had when she first came to Kildare to set up her monastery and then our final event is Cree, August Breed so this is where we're celebrating the rich heritage of Ireland with combining dance and theatre and so we'll actually have performances from Riverdance from Keela and from our local soprano um, Celine Byrne Uh, this is in the Curra race course which is Bridget's Plain and um, it's a free public event as well so it's really making all of those events like community is at the heart of all of this we want to celebrate with our community we want to bring our communities together We also want to nurture the culture and arts as well in our county and our community groups as well.
1: That was fantastic. I didn't want to interrupt. That was just perfect. So my father was involved in the civil rights movement in Northern Ireland 50 years ago. And John Hume was often seen in black and white footage with the song We Shall Overcome being sung in the background. So it was the theme song for the civil rights movement.
5: Wow. Actually, I didn't even real. I actually genuinely didn't realize that. I didn't. And Niall, like, as we work very, very closely with, in Hot Press Niall Stokes, um, we've worked really really closely with him like so Niall obviously is kind of the brains behind uh, the different themes in each of the concerts anyway like and uh, but that's nice that's lovely isn't it? It's
1: brilliant yeah and also I was talking to Susan O'Neill the singer yesterday while we were sending messages and she sent me a link to the Her Story yeah. event so it's doing the rounds all of these different events. Um mm, yeah And also, I should tell you about a conversation I had with uh, Noel O'Grady recently. He's a friend of the president. Okay. And I went for an evening dinner with him one time. That evening dinner stretched into 2 a.m., and then we met up for lunch the next day into the evening. (laughs) So Noel and I talked a great deal. And he said, conversation, he said that he asked the president, what's your favorite song? And his response was... It would have to be she moved through the fair.
5: Oh, that's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. That's actually really... There we go. We'll have... Um, Sabine Higgins came down last night on, on First St. Bridget's Day to um, our Press Nottingham compare show in the Moat Theatre. And she spoke as well and she was um, recited some poetry um, relating to, to Bridget. And it was just such a lovely evening um, last um, February 1st, Last St. Prayer and the she coming again this year. We're delighted that she's able to... Um, that she's able to make it. And she's been a very strong supporter of our programme and of our events. But um, just when you say that, Lives Through the Fair, which is the reason I think why not you know, it's the reason why we actually chose that song and that theme is because Kildare um town is a beautiful old medieval town, and there's a market kind of a fair market set like that. It is an old market town, and yeah. the whole idea was like that as she moves through the fair, because um before. Before we have our concert. We will have carrying her flame with looks and um, tr- going through the town, weaving around the town, and then we'll move up into the cathedral, into Saint Bridget's Cathedral, for um, she moved through the fair concert. So that's why it is a lovely connection oh. with Kildare town. Like so, it is. It's lovely to see the, all the connections made as well.
1: And Paula, just to be a total geek because that's what I am, <laughs> I'll tell you that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. Uh, the, the scale of that song is Mixolydian, that's the type of scale so if you're playing all the notes and the white notes on the piano it's from G to G so that's the scale that you use for She Moves Through the Fair and also for the Irish National Anthem it's also the Mixolydian scale so anyway that's, a buy, uh,
5: that's a the by that's by the by I like that's an interesting by, I like that I like that, that is really, that is interesting very good, yeah, that's t- nice to know.
1: I told you I'm a geek OK, so you've already mentioned some of the music events. I want to ask about family events that kids can get involved in.
5: Absolutely. In Wonderful Barn, we have crossmakers. We have crossmakers at nearly all of our events, just showing people, showing children, especially how you make the St. Bridget's Cross. And we have face painters, we have food trucks, we have circus performers. And it's not about making this spectacle or making it to be like a, com- a commercialization, or to try and in any way it's really to celebrate It like that's what we see it as well as being an absolute celebration of St. Bridget as well like and you know just to, to celebrate with our kids and celebrate with families and all of our light shows like they're all lovely images and we've cartoons like through our community grant scheme we've supported loads of fab artist projects like and we've animation depicting the life of St. Bridget like with all our beautiful stories as well like St. Bridget and the Fox one of our most important things is we actually have a schools pack a schools resource pack that we have created we commissioned with our Barta Heritage and Kildare County Council Um, so we have actually a schools resource pack which teaches children all about St. Bridget what life was like 1500 years ago it's lovely and it's available for all schools well it doesn't even have to be for school it can be for any any child or any age and it's a great background on to Saint bridget and it'll um it, it really kind of teaches you about the life and times what it was like to live in a monastery of at that time what life was like for people living in Ireland at the time what Europe was like at the time as well 1500 years ago and as well it's great for teachers I'm sure they're they're very happy as well that they can uh, fill a few hours anyway with uh, with bridget related activities like so it is absolutely um it, it's, it's beautiful, like, and it's available for download on our website as well. And you can access it from all over the world um, at um, Bridget1500.ie. That's
1: brilliant. So that's your website. Yeah. Uh, yeah F- Bridget1500.ie. Yeah. So if anybody wants to find it, more information, that's where they should go. Um, you mentioned about live music. You've mentioned about the art events. Yeah. You've mentioned about food. Yeah. You, uh, dance. Is there dance performances? I assume there are.
5: Um, well, I suppose there are dance um, performances incorporated into a lot of the um, into a lot of the the carrying her flame. Now, it's not really dance per se; like um, it is more kind of you know it's flame and fire. But we have river dance. You can't oh, get any more wow. dancey than that. <laughs> yeah. um, river dance on the Kura. Uh, so um, we're we're absolutely delighted. River dance will be on the Kura, and um, you couldn't get any more Kildare anymore. Irish um, than that so we will have Riverdance on the cura on the on the on the long weekend on the weekend and that'll be a lovely family event as well it's a free event for families and for children for anybody at all that'll be a great one so that's probably our biggest uh, now we have had you know we have supported dance groups through our grant scheme as well so there are some community events as well with Irish dancing and stuff like that but I suppose one of our bigger events would be um, Riverdance so yeah
1: And the events are running through until when?
5: Um, they are running until February 4th but actually there really are like we have a lot of other organisations so our tourism office and Solis Frida we work very very closely with so um, you know they have events running right up to the summer now we are planning more for later in the year but our events are going to be over the next week and a half and finishing over the bank holiday I must say as well actually there's a really nice um, Camino so Kildare County Council have supported a group um, in Monaster Evan and um, the parish organise a a Camino walk is massively popular it's lovely for families as well and um, Kildare County Council have supported this um, through our grant scheme as well that'll be a lovely lovely event you know Sulla's Frida will be running a lot of events as well they have um, a number of events organised but also our tourism office so the Hill of Allen is very uh, significant in our history and in in our folklore as well I think with the the Fina and the um, and Coo and uh, you know there's all the legends I suppose around the Hill of Allen like but we actually our tourism office um, put a massive beam and light the beam from the tower of the, at the top of the Hill of Allen and it's really in kind of showing like the, it's a beam of peace a light of peace and hope for people you know it, it, I suppose it embodies St. Bridget that light at the top of the Hill of Allen and it illuminates like you can see it from all over there and into other neighbouring counties as well. That's a, another beautiful event that will be happening. It has been happening over the past few years but um, it's a fantastic, it really is it's a lovely, um, magnificent when you see it. Like it's, it's great comfort to have this light beaming down but also the pause for peace is a very very important part of our St Bridget's Day festivals as well. So this is where we observe a minute's silence and it's so relevant and so important in with everything going on in the world um that we pause for peace on the 1st of February at 12 o'clock and this is observed you know even in the doll and it's observed all around the country that's very very important um to the, to the event as well um, we also now our tourism office has secured the relics of St. Bridget. Um, and so the relics of St. Bridget are actually coming to Kildare as well. Wow. Um so, yeah, you can't get any better than that. I think we've <laughs> actually uh, bringing the relics, bringing the relics home to Kildare. Um, so that'll be a that'll be a great event as well.
1: Can I ask what the relics are?
5: There, it's a relic like it, it, they're relics of St. Bridget that they were they actually were in Portugal they came down then through the Bridgetine Sisters to their order and our tourism office have arranged now that they're going to be displayed permanently now in Kildare it's a piece of I suppose it's a piece of St. Bridget that so it's, her, um, it's, her,
1: it's her remains
5: yeah yeah wow. Yeah! yeah
1: god we love so her it's death it's really nice we love our deaths. Yeah. So I'm thinking about, you know, Oliver Plunkett's skull. Remember that? It's in the,
5: yeah <laughs> in the East Coast. But do you, do you remember Saint Trey? Like, do you remember the relics of Saint? The country went crazy for it, like as well. Like, so it's it's yeah. We do love an owl. We do love a little bit of death. I think I in Ireland, like yeah. but you know, it is. It's very important for our community, it, and it, I suppose it really makes it real that this fabulous woman was here and walked our streets and built our community. And even 1500 years ago, that she did this—it's it—it hmm. it just really brings it home to people, I think. Anyway,
1: yeah, it's it's just amazing that they were able to uh, celebrate this 1500 years. Yeah, you know how uh, how she's still around for us, you know.
5: I know you kind of wonder down about 1500. I do anyway maybe maybe that's like you kind of see what's what's it going to be like 1500 years after now like you know when people are doing the same maybe I need to bring myself back I think I need to bring myself back and make sure that <laughs> get we, through yeah, get we through February
1: 2024 for, yeah totally
5: <laughs> totally make sure that nothing goes wrong and everything and communities are happy and everybody well, you know is,
1: I'll I'll let you into a little bit of a secret things will go wrong you know <laughs> you don't spend oh, two years oh. <laughs> you don't spend two years planning an event like here and then Nothing goes wrong. Things will go wrong, but it's all part of it. And most of it will go right. I, I, I have faith in that.
5: That's it. Well, I hope anyway, soon Bridget will be looking down on us and I I hope that she'll be giving us a little bit of, uh, I think maybe a little bit of energy anyway, without the sleep deprivation for the past, uh, (laughs) especially with the weather that has been around for the past few weeks as well. Well, we actually, um, we did, I'm not sure if you or any of any of the listeners know the um, perpetual motion ball that we have in NACE. It's a, it's a beautiful piece of artwork um, that we have. It's kind of, very famous because I suppose all roads out come by, you know. Nice, I suppose, when you're, you know, all the major road motorways come out when you're coming from Dublin, like into and out of Dublin, really kind of channelled through, and um, through Nice, and it's like it's perpetual motion. The um, it's 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 like it's a piece of artwork on on um just at the exit of the Nice um off the roundabout, the artists like were just absolutely fantastic and um, allowed us to um to cover the ball in the actual logo of Bridget 1500 so our logo is a beautiful flame that it, that kind of it's the green of Ireland and the gold of the flame all kind of coming together and all um with our so the artist allowed us to cover the um just i suppose to make everybody you know I suppose to make everybody aware that this is a big thing for Kildare we're welcoming everybody from all over Ireland to Kildare and it's to raise the awareness of the event and of the festival and of St. Bridget as well so um, mind you there might have been a few sleepless nights when the (laughs) cover was going on and when there was really windy last weekend as well mind you it was a little bit but it is beautiful and again it is an iconic piece of, um, of artwork in 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 Kildare as well or in Ireland as well like so uh, we've gotten so many positive comments about it as well like it's just you know I I suppose it gives it creates a bit of excitement as well that something's happening and things are happening in the county like so that was another another thing on the list anyway
1: brilliant it's all starting off tomorrow Tomorrow is saturday the 27th yeah. so this we're recording this yeah. on the afternoon of friday at 26th so tomorrow is saturday the 27th you're opening it all tomorrow i'm not going to keep you for much longer i've got one more question and that is yeah. um what's your favorite thing about saint bridget
5: um my favorite thing about saint bridget is really what she stood for and what a powerful woman she was it gives you great peace, I suppose, and great kind of inspiration from her. You know, she came against the odds, like she was a woman in a in a in a male dominated society fifteen hundred years ago, and built her monastery and did such fantastic work for the poor, for for absolutely everybody. And that whole peace, her inclusiveness, and her attention even to the environment to animals and to wildlife and to biodiversity like you know and it's still so true today like and it's really all of those fantastic attributes that it gives you just great kind of hope and bringing our communities together i suppose like and that's what she did 1500 years ago and that's what we're trying to do because i think it's needed more than ever now in today's uh, day and age that we we do need to kind of bring our communities together and join together and celebrate
1: I can't argue with that, Paula. There you go. <laughs> I'm very grateful of your time today. Go to my Augadog. This. Ah, more. Amara. Sine. Good luck tomorrow.
5: Good luck, go Okay, <laughs> <That's> I'm. Great. <laughs> great. Okay. This has
0: been a social Media original podcast and production.